Real Presence Live. To be patient to share Christ, but to be urgent, you know, just take advantage of that opportunity, that open door, that little bit of trust. Local. When we're truly and fully alive and Catholic, we have hearts that are actually that desire the good of the civil order. Engaging. But I have to start the day off by saying, you know, Father God, I offer myself to you to do with me as you wish. Live. There is a human longing for beautiful things and traditions. And if these aren't found in the church, people will seek them elsewhere. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Real Presence Live. I am your host, Michael Wild, and we are coming to you live from Albert Lee, Minnesota, for the first time from St. Theodore's. We're here in the parish office, and uh, go ahead and stop by if you'd like. Most of the folks from St. Theodore's that are up and about and have the free time right now are at Daily Mass, including Father Kurt Farrell, who will be joining us a little bit later, um, especially at 9.30. So thank you so much for being with us. We've got a lot of fun things that are going on in the show today, but let's start off, as we should, with all good things and uh, begin with prayer. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly, Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for today. Even though many of us have had difficulty with the roads and, and the travel conditions, your white snow blankets the world around us and lets us know of your presence. We are thankful for the gift of life and for the freedoms that we have in this world. And we ask your blessing on us today as we talk about our Catholic faith and share it with one another through the airwaves and through the gift of Catholic Radio. And we ask our Blessed Mother's intercession as we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death, Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen, amen, amen. All right, uh, Gregory, um, you are with us there in the studio. How I are am. things going today? Things are going pretty well. Yeah, yeah. You've, got a, you've got your hands full. You've got Know Your Faith coming up right after this. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. I'll we be had busy. that postponed because of the uh, weather in the entire region, really, that polar vortex and such. We'll talk more about weather later, though. Um, what do we have going on today? So coming up this morning, um, we'll, from being a checkbox Catholic to falling in love with his faith all over again, Todd Tobin knows the beauty of coming home to the Catholic Church. He'll tell us about the program that's leading other men and women back to their Catholic faith. And Father Kyle Metzger, the Diocese of Fargo's vocation director, will explain more about what it means to discern your voca vocation. And he's led Bible studies for members of the New Orleans Saints and has a special way of weaving life experience with humor and scripture. Paul George, founder of Adore Ministries, will tell us about bearing witness in today's world. All this and more coming up this morning. Beautiful. Um, you know, uh, Gregory, you have to work on that. you got to say New Orleans. <laughs> New, Orleans. <laughs> New Orleans. New Orleans. Sorry, I'll work. <laughs> No, I'll spend the next uh, hour working on that, Michael. There you go. That, yeah, we can, we can try that and tease that a little bit later on. Um, but a uh, wonderful show. We've got a lot of great things that we're going to be talking about this morning as we uh, get going. And um, just a, a show note, two, two important notes that I'd like to make. First of all, First of all, Father Will Thompson is unable to be with us this morning. Everything's okay, but he did have a, a, an urgent need that he had to take care of. And so our prayers are with him and the folks at Pox Christi. And, uh, and I'm sure all will go well there in Rochester. Um, but also, uh, we have coming up after, and Gregory, correct me if I'm wrong, but coming up right after this show. So we're going to be on the air from 9 to 11. Don't forget, and this is Central Time, and at 9.30, you can call in with your questions. 
but at 11 we'll switch over instead of our normal programming normally you'd get take two but we are going to send you live to Fargo to Shanley High School for the Know Your Faith competition is that correct? Um, yeah that's correct yep beautiful all right so um, stick around for that and uh, just a great way to see the the genius and the awareness of our faith and the principles of our faith um, here in within our listening area as we cover all the way from Win, uh, from Winona to Wyoming up to Wisconsin and uh, in the Superior Diocese and over to Northwest uh, North Dakota I, I hear our signal gets to Canada a little bit too don't tell them that won't get across the border all right well we've got so many better things to talk about so much other stuff that's going on and joining us this morning is that uh, gentleman that was uh, talked about by Gregory just a minute ago, Todd Tobin, who is the development director for the Diocese of Rapid City. But Todd, welcome to the show. Good morning. Thanks for being a part with us, a part of a Real Presence Live with us this morning. And um, you know, the development director of the Diocese of Rapid City is your current title. But really, you are here to talk to us this morning about a program that you have going on. So I, I want to kind of get a sense of things though besides being a newly minted development of direct or development director for the diocese of rapid city uh can you tell us just a little bit about yourself absolutely it's an honor to be with you this morning uh, <clears throat> i'm a native to south dakota third generation and uh, grew up in the western part of the state uh one of those young people that left uh never to return was my thought at the time and as time went on, I realized it wasn't the beautiful state of South Dakota, it was me. And I returned a number of years ago after spending time in the corporate world and traveling internationally and uh, based out of Silicon Valley. And, and uh, <clears throat> up until six months ago, I continued a corporate career in consulting and other type of, uh, of work in the high-tech realm. And um, the Lord called me to this opportunity when the bishop asked. I said yes. I told my wife, I said, I don't know uh, <clears throat> what this means or where it goes or if it pays or if it doesn't pay, but we're going to do it if that's okay with you. And she said yes. Wow. Amazing. What a what a wonderful journey. And, you know, you this isn't your first time being on Real Presence Live. In fact, in an interview that we did with you last year, you referred to yourself as a checkbox Catholic who fell in love with your faith all over again. Um, what was that like for you to rediscover your faith? Well, it was amazing, and the term that I used, checkbox Catholic, for me was make sure you get to Mass every week and uh, two confessions a year, whether you need it or not, is the bare minimum. And uh, the one hour and in and out, and, and that was done. And it became that a point that in my early 30s, I, I came to a, a point where I either had to accept that God is or God is not. And I had to make a choice and no longer could live in that no-man's land of uh, the secular jargon of I'm spiritual and not religion was a common theme and other similar things. And I knew that I was needed to be in the God camp, but that meant I needed to take a look at it differently. It, over a period of years, I began to appreciate and understand the Mass as the celebration that it is, and not just something I had to do because my parents brought me up that way as a cradle Catholic. And that led into being involved in, in putting roots into what I call my home parish, where I'm active. And I'm very active in what I do, and it's a small parish where there's all hands on deck. And there's a need to be involved and participate. That opened it up. Being asked to be an RCIA sponsor really opened my faith in a way where you had to, I had to learn things that I didn't know and it upped my game. And continue to have a, a myriad of experiences like that that have led to this amazing relationship that I have with the Lord today in my faith specifically in practicing Roman Catholicism and the beauty of all of its splendor. 
Yeah, isn't that funny how it's, it's uh, as we say, ever-present, ever-new. We, we, we learn so much and relearn so much about our faith, and that's uh, amazing for you to, to share that part as well of, of this journey. And right now you're helping with a program called Returning Catholics. What is it like to see other fallen-away Catholics rediscover their love for the faith? I'm on fire today, so when uh, our pastor asked if I would participate, I said yes without exception. And on fire is a great and beautiful term that we have throughout our church history of wanting to help others, and there's so many of us that have fallen away from our faith for whatever the reason, and uh, to bring them back in is the complete act of mercy. Uh, The Orthodox uh, uh, Church has the beautiful uh, Jesus prayer, which is, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And I find that in the, those that are in the, our third cycle now of the program, uh, they come back in with a tremendous amount of guilt for having gone away for whatever the reason. But that mercy is that you are welcome. You always have been welcome. And we really are glad that you're here and mean it in the sincerest manner. Because for us to give away what we have and have been given in abundance is a way to continue that cycle and ask only that they do that in return. Right. Wow. Yeah, and that that image of mercy is so beautiful because, um, you know, Pope Francis, now it's been probably five years ago, had the year of mercy, and it it was so important to many of us. And I know myself, too, at some point, I had been away from the church, and to hear a priest in the confessional say, welcome, I'm so glad that you're back. Not, oh, shame on you, or anything like that, but it's, it's all about um, the truly reconciling and, and coming back together and, and so wonderful to be a part of that. Um, he's on fire. We're talking with Todd Tobin, the development director for the Diocese of Rapid City, about a returning Catholics series. And it's funny because uh, St. Catherine of Siena had said, and I quote this very frequently now, um, if we are all who we are intended to be, uh, the, the world will be set ablaze um, or some iteration of that. But uh, to, to think about how we can all be set on fire. Now, this is a great one that you've got going on. There's one common denominator that you found that triggers this curiosity in many who have come to this Returning Catholics program. So what is that uh, trigger that you've heard? It is the Real Presence Radio Network, the programming that it brings specifically in this region. Um, Relatively new in in the past several years uh, has it been uh, in, in uh, the <clears throat> broadcast range of the ears of those who need to hear the message that you carry. And that has been the common denominator for all of those participating that are coming back to the returning Catholics. And we ask them, and they say, I was listening to EWTN on RPR, <clears throat> that driving around and having the experience of hearing so many of the wonderful apologetics and all the various programs, but really just putting it in layman's terms that we understand especially those that are seeking more in life to find that relationship to bring more meaning and purpose. And then there's a 24-7 abundance of that through your network. Thank you very much for the ministry that you're doing. Hmm. Wow. Well, thank you very much for that witness and, and for uh, sharing that with us and, and letting us know, too, because we, we try our best and we, we share the good news in every way possible. We talk with folks uh, from around the area, uh, both lo- uh, with our local show on Real Presence Live, but also through all of the programming with uh, the many different aspects that we have. And we, we really try and reach out and catch people in their cars or in their homes and, and reach out to them where, where they can listen and, and hear uh, God's good news. So how many people do you know, uh, um, Todd, that are 
kind of in a similar experience. Would you say it's a couple guy, guys, or um, how many people are, have been in this similar experience of returning to the Catholic faith? I have both here and other parts of the country and, and, and other countries of people who I know in my professional network that the discussion that I'm having with them, there are a lot of people uh, in my own immediate life, and that would mean that there's many, many, many people given everybody else's lives. And I see that my ministry is basically reaching out to help counter some of the many challenges that we have in the faith. Many people leave because of the, the way that the Church does or doesn't do something. And, you know, I say to them, we're, we're all flawed. Jesus surrounded himself with flawed people, and that our job isn't to expect this to be done for us, but what is it that we can do? What part can we play? We need to have all of us here together. Because we are flawed, we need to come together, work together, and work things out as a family. Uh, I, I judge no one when I say that. I know plenty of families, like most, that put the fun in dysfunctional. <laughs> and, and, but then again, what really is a functional family? Is there any such thing? But as a family, which we are, and I think bringing that premise, we, we work together whether we're functional or not. And, and that is the beauty of our faith, and that we're all wounded. Uh, we don't shoot our wounded here, right? We, uh, we, we, we help each other, and that's the nature of what our faith is. And I think sometimes people forget that. So wherever I go and the people in my life, Catholic, that are especially struggling to either come back or are struggling uh, being here and what does it all mean, I ask them simply to get involved and to be a part of. Uh, before I leave uh, the Church every Sunday, I say to my pastor, Father, what else can I do for you today, or what can I do for you today? Anything. And if it means going down and making sure the lights are off in, the, in, in our fellowship hall, whatever that is, that we often think that, that we're expected or entitled to have our clergy do all these things for us. They're busy. They work more than one day a week. <laughs> I mean, they have a <laughs> they very work more than five day. days a week. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, and I think sometimes we take that for granted, and they need to have uh, help, too. And by participating in those simple actions, what it does is it brings back uh, a selfless connection with God versus my traditional by my nature is to be selfish and get things my way. So if I want to be selfless, I have to take selfless actions, and helping the priest and the other people in my parish and around is, is, is a mission that I have in life to just lead by example in that way to the best of my ability, not because I'm trying to win awards. It's just simply the manifestation of the beauty of our faith and what it teaches. Wow, wonderful. I, I, and I, I, I could listen to you talk about this as passionately as you are for a very long time, Todd. And, uh, you know, as we're talking with Todd Tobin and hearing about how he's on fire for his faith here on Real Presence Live, um, you know, Todd, I have to wonder if there's somebody that's out there who's listening who hasn't been close to their faith in a while. As you mentioned, many people say that it's through this very network that they hear about their faith and decide that that's the tipping point. What would you say to them? Now's your chance. So what would you say to them about the beauty that awaits for their return home? I would say to, to welcome the question and the statement and the reality of the Mass is the most important thing for us Catholics to do as Catholics, and that the Eucharist is the most important part of the Mass, and to ask the question, what does that mean, and mm. to learn what is the Mass, how is it? Where did it come from? It's all based in Scripture. Our liturgy is all exclusively from Scripture. And in the journey of how it's been laid out, as it has stayed in complete continuity since Jesus at the Last Supper to this very day, is just a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful way to preserve this way of life from that day to here. 
and understanding why that is. And just in the beauty of the Mass itself as a celebration, once I began to see the Mass as a celebration and not as a checkbox, something I need to do out of Catholic guilt, not understanding it, that began a journey of absolute splendor for me to understand and see things differently and then ask questions, read books, hear people talk about it on the radio or TV, whatever the source is, to learn about it and embrace the beauty, as then now I fully understand why it is incredibly important to me as a Catholic to get to Mass every single week, no matter what. And the Holy Days of Obligation are not something that's a, you know, a burden of extra work that needs to be done. It's like I get to go. And that was something that for a long time was not the case. Right. Wow. Wonderful. Well, thank you very much. And we have been recording every bit of that um, because it's the, that stuff that we need to play back and, and let people hear. And, and I want people to be reminded, too, that Mass is efficacious. Even if you don't particularly like the song or the sermon, being there in itself is a wonderful thing. We've only got a few minutes here or a few seconds here. Um, Todd Tobin, um, thank you so much for sharing with us about your Returning Catholics program. If they'd like more information about the Returning Catholics program that's happening at your parish, where should they go? Uh, they can uh, contact the Diocese of Rapid City, and they'll put us in touch with St. Ambrose Parish uh, in uh, Deadwood. I'm not sure if, if giving a phone number is out, or they can contact me directly at the Diocese of Rapid City. We'll leave it at that for now, because we're short on time, but it's Todd Tobin. Thank you so much for being with us, and God bless you and your work. God bless you, and thank you so much. You know, it's time for us to take a break already, but please stay with us because when we return on your Catholic radio station, we'll uh, talk with some folks that are coming to, into the faith this Easter. And Father Kurt will take some calls during Straight Talk. So please uh, join us as we continue this conversation today, and we'll talk about saints and more on Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local. That's Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. This year, your officials are making big decisions that will shape the future of life and dignity in Minnesota. Together, we can make sure Catholic voices count at the Capitol. This is Rachel Herbeck of the Minnesota Catholic Conference. On February 19th, join Minnesota Catholics at the Capitol in St. Paul. Register today for this amazing day of prayer, inspiration, education, and advocacy to hear from speakers including Jim Caviezel from The Passion of the Christ. Get tickets and busing details at catholicsatthecapitol.org. Don't miss this incredible opportunity. It's going to be amazing. Get ready for Bible Boot Camp, the 10th annual Know Your Faith competition. Join host Father Craig Holkalter and Father Kyle Metzger Wednesday, February 6th, beginning at 11 a.m. Central, as five Catholic schools from across North Dakota and Minnesota battle to see who knows their faith best. It's the Know Your Faith competition Wednesday, February 6th, sponsored in part by Lunseth Plumbing and Heating, Therapy Solutions, Professional Computer Services, Production Service Agronomy, Napoleon Livestock, Fisher Industries, Laney's, and Flex Furniture and Appliances. Hello, I'm Linda Baldwin with the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. We are now open, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday and 9 to 5 on Saturdays. We're located at 3709 South Grange, just west of Costco. We stock Catholic books, artwork, saint medals, rosaries, Bibles, parish supplies, plus mystic monk coffee and gifts for those special occasions like baptisms, first communion, and confirmation. I look forward to your visit to the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. We all appreciate the comforting things in life. Great food, laughter, celebrating Mass together, and good friends. At Riverview, you can enjoy all these wonderful things. But it is the friendship and sense of community here that makes Riverview home. 
We share stories, laughter, smiles, and our Catholic faith. Try us out with a mini vacation or join us for Mass five days a week. You can contact Kelly for a tour at 701-237-4700 and online at homeishere.org. Programming on the RPR Network is brought to you in part by Trinity High School in Dickinson. Here at Trinity Junior High and High School, we think in terms of greatness. That's what a Titan lives for, to be great. We hold as a mission to educate the whole student, mind, body, and soul. We engage our minds in a rigorous curriculum placed upon Catholic identity. We run with our bodies in order to bring God glory. Our athletics and fine arts, all student clubs and organizations, move our bodies to glorify God. He gave them to us as gifts, and our prayer is to offer them back through the many activities Trinity offers her students. Our souls are educated to know and love God. The education takes place in numerous ways, but most importantly in our school chapel, designed to lead the heart closer to God in worship through the Holy Mass and the Sacrament of Life. Here at Trinity, we live to pursue greatness in all ways, using our minds, bodies, and souls. We cheer on the Titans, knowing this is our reason for living, to live in heaven forever. Trinity High School, part of the Dickinson Catholic Schools, educating the whole student, mind, body, and soul. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page, and be sure to like us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Thanks so much for sticking with us here on Real Presence Live. I'm your host, Michael Wild. Father Will's unable to be with us today. And we're coming to you live from Albert Lee. We're at St. Theodore's Parish. And I've already met so many wonderful people here. Um, and we've got two of them that are going to sit down with us for a couple minutes. And uh, we're going to hear, c- kind of continuing the thought, we talked about uh, a fallen away Catholic with the last segment um, and coming back to the faith. But we're going to talk about some folks that are coming into the faith for the first time. And so joining us right now is Judy Pop. Anderson. Judy, welcome to Real Presence Live. Thank you, Michael. It's so great to have you here. And um, as we're here, now you are currently the RCIA coordinator for St. Theodore's? I am. Okay. And how long have you been doing that? I've been doing that in an official uh, coordinator capacity for about two years now. Okay. Um, When Father Kurt came, I offered to help. And he said, okay, you get to coordinate. That isn't exactly <laughs> what I had in mind. That's the way our faith goes, right? How can I help, Father? Well, you have a job. <laughs> because for three years before that, I was journeying with a, a beautiful woman who is now one on our team for RCIA who had never been baptized, had come to church all her married life, I had not been baptized or joined the church, and everyone thought she had been in the church. And mm. she came to th- our CIA for three years, and I attended with her. How beautiful! In that great journey. So, um, so then I I would fill in for Father Russ when he wasn't able to be here on sure. occasion and things like that. Okay, and you know I think as people are listening to um, one of the great ways, if you're wondering if you're a faithful Catholic and you're wondering how you can get more involved with our faith, um, I would just encourage you to really think about being a sponsor for RCIA. Being a sponsor of a candidate is a really great way to to get to know some other folks in faith, but it's also a good way to get reaffirmed in your faith. Um, So I fully, fully support (laughs) that, Michael. And we often say to people when we're recruiting people for the new fall season um, that 
if you just want to know more about your faith, if you want to support others on their faith journey, right. um, if you, you know, it just it's a great way to enhance your faith because I think the sponsors frequently are um, learning as much and deepening their faith and uh, forming community with the others. Absolutely. It's beautiful. How many candidates do you have this year here at St. Theodore's? Um, we have, I think, three. Some are not committed sure. yet. So right. yeah. um, Never committed until you're confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> and we say you don't have to make the decision in one year. You're mm-hmm. free to, to come as long as you want and explore it's a journey Mm -hmm. the spirit is the one who makes the decision (laughs) right and so we just try and listen right we do our best to try and listen to the holy spirit as they as we're guided by the holy spirit uh, through our journey um and uh maybe you get some encouragement along the way by an rci court rcia coordinator like um judy or um by some other folks in the faith so we thank you so much judy for being with us now you've got a friend here Uh, you gave her a really nice hug when you arrived here would you like to introduce us? And, she, and there's another <laughs> hug uh, for the two of you. Tell us a little bit about uh, who you've got with us. Well, Kristen Bergdale is with us, and she's a, a candidate this year. Came into RCIA, and we'll let her tell that story. But she is just delightful and so enthusiastic. Kristen has been volunteering with the school a lot and um, is very active. And um, we have become friends uh, over the course of this. There were some times when Kristen couldn't make it to uh, RCI sessions. So she invited me over and we did our own personal oh, session. And, so um, welcome then, Kristen. We're s- Oh, we're so glad that you're here, and uh, we'll get your microphone turned on, there too. There we go. Thank <laughs> you, Judy. It's good to be here this morning. Yeah, so, uh, and, and Judy led on to this, Kristen, that that you kind of have decided to come into the faith a little bit. Um, now, you, you and your husband are, are not Catholic, um, no. and um, so what was the, what's pushing you over the edge? What has you most interested in So, seeking? the story kind of goes that we had our daughter in um, the community education preschool program when she was three and the program changed when she was going into her year four and there was another family that was there that was Catholic that had told us about the pre-k program at St. Theodore's and she said I think that you should check it out so we scheduled a tour and fell in love with the staff that we met that day and um, got Lindy enrolled in pre-k And so she had a great year. At that time, we were kind of of the feeling that we'd go through pre-K and then put her in public school. But um, as the year went on and as we got to know the families and just being in the church, um, my my background is Methodist. And so I've always had strong faith, but the daily that, that... the Catholic Church gives you a, it's not just Sunday like it's every day and it's a part of your life I think that was really enticing so as she went into her kindergarten year um, and then they start attending mass and were invited to volunteer I, I it just pulled me in and I have two friends that I've met um, who are also Catholic and I've, they've come into my life recently and it, there was just all these signs and I'm like okay God what are you telling me <laughs> He's so come home. yes, so <laughs> then I um, saw that that they were doing the RCA program and talked to another mom, and she said you should come with. 
met Judy, and so here I am on my journey. Wow. So yeah. really, I mean, this is a case of your chi- your child, Lindy, your oh, daughter, yes. really has brought you closer to God. Absolutely. And and, and for us, so many times, that's uh, I mean, we hear Jesus says, let the little ones come to me, and w- we wonder why, right? <laughs> and it's because, right? because their parents will come along with them. So. Oh, it's true. It, it is, it's, you know... Uh, to see her come home and talk about, um, you know, bringing the gifts to Father and what she learned that day, like to have that faith aspect in her education. It just, yeah, it's it's been great. Wow, and, and she's probably over at Mass right now um, because yes. um, the the area here at, at St. Theodore's, and um, I, I just want to thank Kristen Bergdale um, for being with us and for your faithfulness and, for and your joy, me. and um, Judy Pop Anderson for being here with us too. It is so great. I wish the folks at home could see the smiles on your faces <laughs> and, and the, jo- the joy because it is just wonderful. Now, Gregory, I'm going to have to ask you to pause a little bit, and I mentioned Mass because um, right now Father Kurt Farrell, who is about ready to field your questions is probably um, mass is probably finished but he is not yet over here from mass so we are going to have him do some Q&A with us and let folks call in and I'll tell you what let's get let's get some questions loaded in so if you are thinking about calling in you could go ahead and dial um, in um, should we jump into that Gregory um, and uh, Oh, well, we're doing well on time, so um, sorry about that. I, I, I'm i looking at a couple different watches and in a new environment, so I'm losing track of things. But um, I guess what we should say is thanks again, Kristen. And please know that now um, it's not just the people that are in your parish um, and not just the people in Albert Lee, but the people all across our listening area will be praying for you and for all candidates that are considering to um, become uh, um uh, baptized or excuse me confirmed here um at, at the easter season so thank you mike god bless you thank you for being on the show with us thank and, you and thank you for your service thank you all right god bless you both and thank you so much for being a part of the day um we wish you the best of luck um it's so great to be uh, surrounded by so many things and uh you know there's always an opportunity to um be a part of things um like you can be a part of this show and we're going to call and give you that chance to be a part of this show. Um, you can call right now. Um, and I'm not hearing this. Oh, there it is. And as long as you're not tone deaf, you'll know that that number that he just dialed was 877-795-0122. I'm sure you picked up on that. Please give us a call right now and we'll get you uh, lined up with your questions. We want to know about your questions about anything. Maybe you've got a take on the State of the Union address last night. We can talk about that a little bit. 877-795-0122. You could talk about what is it like to be an RCIA candidate. You could talk about um, if there's still enough time which I w- I might be a good question for somebody to ask. Um, you know, I, I had teased leading up to this show that we will talk about uh, thinking that my guest was, g- or my uh, partner in uh, the studio today was going to be Father Will Thompson. I was looking forward to talking about what do Catholics say about, what does our Catholic faith teach us about Bigfoot? Um, so I don't care what your questions might be. We would love to uh, get to that. Um, there's so many things that are happening in the news. And if you want to know a little bit about Sasquatch, um, I-, I would love you to call in and ask Father Kurt that question as he, he is our first, he'll, he'll be with us here just shortly. So um, take your time, call in and, um, and uh, let us know what your questions are. You know, one of the things that we do is we we really like to look at the headlines. And uh, the big headline this morning is um, last night's State of the Union address. Um, And uh, President Trump 
gave what has been dubbed the most pro-life State of the Union address ever. Um, it was uh, beautiful to hear his defense for life and uh, be, be able to see um, really um, probably, his, I would argue, maybe his most well-received uh, speech overall um, by both parties, even though, of course, there is, there's always divisiveness at the State of the Union, regardless of who's doing it um, and what party it is, but it, there's always right side, left side stuff. So if you've got something to talk about with that, the number to call in is 877-795-0122, 877-795-0122. And Father Kurt has arrived on scene. Um, he'll be with us in just a little bit to be able to um, in, uh, be a part of the conversation and, and uh, you can join in as well. Um, if you're, uh, Father Kurt, are you ready for me to turn on a headset for you and such? Sure. Okay, we'll get you piped in. You you're set to go there um, and if you have to clear your throat at all you can press that little button and it'll silence you um, um, good morning Father Kurt Farrell good morning good morning <laughs> good to see you um, and welcome to Real Presence Live we are so grateful to have you here um, during this straight talk segment we um, will have people calling in they're calling in right now probably at 877-795-0122 maybe one of the folks that were on with us will call back in with a question um, and really they could hit us with any questions that they wanted I was just telling the folks that um, I had uh, actually knowing that we were going to be with Father Will originally was the plan for this morning. One of the things was, what's the Catholic take on Bigfoot? Can we believe in Bigfoot as Catholics? Um, <laughs> and uh, um, I, there was, uh, there's a famous Catholic speaker, Jimmy Aiken, has a blog called uh, The Mysterious World, uh, Jimmy Aiken's Mysterious World. And one of the things that he shared in that was this take on uh, uh, this reflection on Sasquatch, and he always looks at things as from a faith and reason perspective. Any thoughts what he might have said, Father? Truth will reveal itself. <laughs> well, and, and that's really where he's at. You know, th there is the possibility, it seems pretty doubtful that Sasquatch exists, that the Bigfoot exists, especially with this day and age that there's so many cameras and so much accessibility um, for us to find something like that. But if you want to listen to Jimmy Aiken's Mysterious World, you could check that out. Um, and he said, but even if there is Bigfoot, okay. That, that doesn't really change things. There are, there are monkeys in the world. There are rhinoceroses in the world. That doesn't change our faith. And it, it's, but there are some things that are, are rare that we don't know of. And, and if you want to, as long as you're not getting lost in the idea um, of, of the, the, the legend of Bigfoot and, and losing quality time over something like that, then you can explore it and, and have some fun with it, but don't take it too seriously, I think is, is what it is, where it ends up at with us. So um, anything in the news that you'd like to talk about, Father Kurt, that folks can call in at 877-795-0122, or you can put your questions to us through Facebook as well. Well, I think the State of the Union address was very interesting. I think it Brought up a lot of questions, and um, I'd be willing to to talk about the Catholic Church's position, especially on the dignity and sanctity of life. I was very proud of uh, President Bush for, I mean, sorry, <laughs> President Trump for being so direct about um, the the issue of of late term abortion. I, I think um, I think that really caught a lot of people's attention, and how. Mm how forthright he was about the the tragedy and the horrific horror of of what 
um, our nation has come to in legalizing abortion up to the very day of birth, and not only that, by but even thoughts of uh, what happens if those little babies survive abortion, what happens to them after that. Right. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that, that even though it's a very delicate topic and no one really wants to, to touch it, I, I think that's uh, something that is going to be in the conversation um, in a lot of different sources of media, really. Right. How could you not talk about it? Well, and, and the thing, as far as how you, how could you not, too. And again, please call in with your questions related to this or to any topic that's on your mind um, relating to the faith in some way, shape, or form, or Bigfoot, I suppose. 877-795-0122. 877-795-0122. But um, what struck me was that... Um, I almost called him Father Trump. Uh, <laughs> President Trump, uh, when he he said... Um, we as Americans, and I'm paraphrasing, I, I pulled it up here, but I didn't look for the exact uh, time when he said it, um, can agree that all human life must be protected. I think it was something like that. And I, again, I'm paraphrasing. But uh, the innocent, all hu- innocent lives should be protected. And to not see half the room stand up for that. I mean, how can we not all agree that all innocent life must be protected? And of course, we know it's because of the agenda and because of the the the, the blasphemy and the untruth that's out there. But um, that should have been probably the most unifying comment that he made in the entire conversation. And and I think a lot of people that are checking their hearts are probably saying, "I should have stood up for that. I should have stood up to say every innocent life should be protected." Um, and because uh, I think. I, I, you would be hard pressed to find someone who doesn't agree with that. So, um, Father, this is your first time being on Real Presence Live, and again, folks, you can call in eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two, or put your questions on Facebook, and we'll get to them, and we'll, we'd be glad to talk with them. But, Father, why don't you let people know a little bit about yourself, where uh, um, where you're originally from, and uh, how long you've been here, and how long you've been in the diocese, perhaps? Sure. Yeah. I was born in Wisconsin Rapids, go Packers. Um, <laughs> I was moved to Winona, Minnesota when I was really young, raised there. I graduated from Winona Senior High School, uh, then took a year off and spent a year with the National Evangelization Team, mm-hmm. traveling around the United States, sharing my faith, my Catholic faith with young people, and that's kind of what uh, inspired me to 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 give my life to Christ and to to live a life of service wherever that might call or wherever that would call me and um, during that year I met a lot of priests and was open to the idea of at least giving it a try and then at the end of um, my year on net I uh, was invited to to join Immaculate Heart and Mary Seminary in Winona I I did and four years later I ended up going to Mount St. Mary's in Maryland for four more years I was ordained a priest um, sent spent my first two years at Pax Christi in Rochester, and then ended up um, going to Mankato for a year, where I was at St. Joseph the Worker Parish in Crystal Lake. I, mm-hmm. I did some Newman Center work and some chaplain work, and throughout the whole time, I was learning Spanish. I had a missionary desire, and uh-huh. the bishop knew that, so that he sent me. Um, to Mexico, and I came back and ended up spending three years in full-time Hispanic ministry as the vicar for Hispanic ministry, living in Austin but working throughout the diocese. Wow. 
and then ended up in uh, Dodge Center as a pastor there, and I also had a Hispanic ministry there. And then after six years, I was transferred as pastor of St. Charles. Okay, and we're going to uh, put you on hold with St. Charles. We'll come back to that and hear the rest of your vocation story because it's your chance to call in at 877-795-0122. 877-795-0122. Just as Jim from Mitchell, South Dakota has called uh, called in. So, Jim, are you there with us? Yes, I am. Good morning, Jim. Welcome to Real Presence Live. You have a question for Father Kurt? I do, Father. I've got some good friends that are died in the wool Democrats and Catholics, and I know back, you know, like JFK's time, a Catholic was supposed to be a Democrat, but now with the Democrat Party in such support of a, you know, legalized abortion, how can a good Catholic be a Democrat or vote democratically and and really live with it? I just, I guess I can't myself. And I, I don't like some of the things that Trump does or, you know, a lot of things, but I think you have to take the overall picture and the big issues, and just like you mentioned earlier on your show. Yeah, I think this is a real crucial time for Catholics to really examine their consciences. I have family members that are also kind of in the same position. I think we'd like to put a bubble around this issue and and push it away, but we we really can't. It's gotten to a point where um, it's it's such a moral evil. Is it a primary issue? Not only is it a primary issue, it... It's an extrinsic evil issue, and to support this really, you know, it, you know, really does bind your conscience to, to this. So, I, I, like soul, I said, I, it? I mean, aren't you hurting your soul, Father? At this point, I would say, I would say that you know, depending on the candidate, you know, um, if they, if the candidate, the Democratic candidate, continues to hold this position of abortion up to birth, I, I just, and, and is is behind it 100%. I, I don't think we can support them as, as Catholics anymore. And I, I know there's a lot of people that will disagree with me, but um, I just, that's that's where my moral conscience would, would lead me. Right, and one of the things that well, we're told, well, and, and Jim, thank you so much for your question. I think that this is a great question for us to talk about and important. Um, and one of the things that we're told is that if people... Uh, politicians get their the question wrong um, or get, get the issue of life wrong what will they get right and 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 everything else is kind of morally askew um, and so that's the where the real question is um, and so Jim I'm sorry I didn't mean to cut you off did we lose I, I heard that he was starting to rephrase a question okay all right but um, you know I think that the crux of that question is, is an important one and something that we always have to keep in mind um, but I think it's it, there are potentially ways and, and um, for for people to justify and affirm b- being Democrat um, or, or, or being on one side of the political issue, um, it's just so difficult because it seems to be that being pro-choice is the Democratic agenda, um, and that's where it's very difficult for us to, to remain there as Catholics. Um, but there are a lot of good things um, and uh, social concerns that, that the Democratic Party seems to get better than the than, than the Republican Party. And uh, I want so to yeah, clarify please. this too, because just because <clears throat> I can't vote for a particular uh, candidate because of a particular issue doesn't mean that I have to vote for another candidate. And I and, and I know that that that's kind of tricky. Like, 
because you, you you feel like if you don't vote for this candidate, you're automatically voting for this candidate. But that's not necessarily true. You know, Excellent. You're, you're not uh, obligated to vote for the Republican Party. You just aren't necessarily that doesn't equate. Right. Thank you very much for that, Father, because that is such an important delineation. In fact, um, I, I've had uh, people even at uh, when I was speaking with um, Jason Adkins of the Minnesota Catholic Conference, um, one of his reflections on it, um, and, and he may not have said it, but he nodded in agreement when someone said, um, I vote Catholic. I don't vote Democrat or Republican. I vote my Catholic conscience. And that's really, we are all Catholics, and the, the parties may change over time, but the Catholic faith will not. So um, that does free open a line for you to call in, 877-795-0122, 877-795-0122, and you can be a part of the conversation. Um, and uh, please continue to pray for our folks on, on both sides of all issues. So, you know, there's a, the middle ground is most often where the truth and where the best answers are. Um, so we'll keep on going uh, toward that, uh, um, but that doesn't mean to cave on the most important truths. Um, 877-795-0122, or send us a message through Facebook, and we'll be glad to continue the conversation. Continuing on, Father Kurt, you were in St. Charles then, um, you said, say, the, the town of St. Charles and the parish of St. Charles, is that Yeah, I had three parishes at the time, um, St. Charles Parish in St. Charles, and then I, I had uh, St. Aloysius. Mm-hmm. In Elba and um, Holy Family, Holy in Family in Neota. Okay, great. And then uh, what came after that? Well, the bishop asked me to um, take the assignment here in Albert Lee, and so I did. And so I've been here for a year and a half at uh, Saint Theodore's. Okay, excellent. And um, in that year and a half, you've got uh, a school here that yeah, um, I'll be visiting school. a little bit later, um, and, and uh, th that is pre-K, as we heard um, with our, our guest here that was on earlier, um, pre-K through eighth grade, is that correct? Pre-K pre through fifth grade. Through fifth grade, okay. All right. And about how many families are, are um, a part of the parish? Let's start there. Around a thousand. Okay. All right, very good, and um, and so you've been here now. Aside from your your vocational journey, what else should we know about you? You said go Packers. <laughs> well, um, I just got a little puppy, so that's getting, oh. keeping me busy. Yeah, it's kind of fun. I like dogs and okay, um, enjoy trout fishing and tennis, golf, and um, enjoy working with youth and working with the Hispanic community, working with everyone, really. It just, it's been, I love being a priest. It's been a great, great life. What would you say um, is your favorite aspect of being a priest? Could you pick one? The sacramental life, you know, um, to not only believe it, but to experience God's reality, you know, through the sacraments that Jesus Christ, he was here on earth. You know, God was here on earth. And, when he went up to heaven, he didn't leave us. He he left us the sacraments through the mm -hmm. church and on a gift to have Jesus Christ's presence and to be a part of that, to make that happen for people. It's, it's a pretty amazing thing. Wow. And, and it's just sitting here with you, I can feel the, 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 the passion, the... Um the 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 piety uh, the 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 closeness to God that you have with that and it's so wonderful to see and folks if you haven't sat down and spoken with a priest in a while 
Um, and I'm not talking about reconciliation. Sure, yes, we should do that. But sit down and take your priest or your pastor out to dinner sometime um, and, and hear a little bit about what's going on in their life and get to know them as people because um, our priests need our friendship and our priests need um, our support and our prayers. Uh, we also need you to call in 877-795-0122, 877-795-0122, and you can be a part of the conversation just as Jim was. Again, thanks, Jim, for your question. Um, so many things to talk about that are going on in the news. Um, last week, there was a story about a boy and a bear. Um, there was uh, a young man who was uh, um, saved, and he said that, or, or he was found in the woods and he said that the bear kept him company uh, while he was in the woods now no one's been able to see the the bear itself but i sh- certainly got images of ju- the jungle book um, and baloo taking care of it it's amazing though how god takes care of us um, regardless of whether it's through um through something like uh, an animal in nature that would provide us um some companionship or a, a puppy <laughs> um, what kind of dog do you have father it's a golden retriever. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. All right. Um, and are, is your furniture getting gnawed up quite a bit? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> that seems to be the case with all puppies. Um, and uh, it, it's really neat to, to see uh, see them grow. And uh, we learn a little bit about ourselves every time we train an animal, I, I suppose. And um, we want to make sure that we are uh, um, being uh careful with our animals but being joyful and it's another great way to experience god's joy um and it looks like we've got another caller that is on the line um and uh so we'll get to that question but you can also join in on the conversation again put your questions through facebook or call us at 877-795-0122 and that caller was um from someone who is not catholic and so she's she's uh, not ready to be on the phone quite yet with us um and so instead she'd ask that uh this anonymous caller would ask us uh, this following question she's um, she has a friend who's really involved in her church um, and isn't Catholic and wants to know that when we pray the Our Father um, we end before the the um, common way for thine is the kingdom the power and the glory it seems as though Father Kurt that we don't quite finish the prayer can you clarify that for us when you look at the scri- sacred scriptures Jesus certainly doesn't add those you know the, the the last line, and and if you take a look look you know if you take a look at the sacred liturgy, the Catholic Church does <laughs> right. actually do that, but we we do it in a different kind of context. We there's a little break up, and then the doxology is said after that. So it's we do do it in the sacred liturgy, but when we pray the our our Father, is is a family or with friends or we we do it the way Jesus told us to do it Mm -hmm. yeah so we take it directly from scripture um but then if you listen to the liturgy and what continues at the mass um you referred to it father as the doxology common uh term for for that that uh tail piece the 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 ending part of it um i'm trying to think uh as we go through it um, the the priest responds immediately after, or has a has a following prayer immediately when we say when we finish the Our Father, and then we all say together for, yeah. for the kingdom, the power, and the glory. It's are pretty yours, much the same, yeah. Now and forever. So so the essence is still there. Um, 
I, I, and I, I would take this this guest and thank you very much for calling in with that question. Um, even if you're not able to co come on air with us, uh, we truly appreciate the questions. 877-795-0122. 877-795-0122. Father, to take that question a little bit further, is it okay for me if I'm with friends, um, say I'm with some Protestant friends, and they're, well, I know it's coming. They're going to they're gonna add the doxology. They're, they're going to add the, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. As a Catholic, is it okay for me to join in on that part? I do it. Okay. I, you know, I, I don't know what Ken Law says, but uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's wrong. Right. You know, it's a beautiful prayer. Why not? You know, I didn't, no, it's just, yeah. I there, don't think so. There's nothing wrong in us explicitly stating out loud that um, it is God's kingdom and God's power and God's glory um, and and now and forever and always will be. So so there's nothing wrong with it. Um, it's just not a part of what was originally in Scripture, um, what Jesus originally said, and um, and not. But but we do still include it, and that's probably actually I would guess, and this is pure speculation on my part as a layperson, um, that that's that's how the Protestants adopted it was from the Mass when we say it, the liturgy, yeah. <laughs> the liturgy when we when we include it. So um, wonderful question eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. You can call in um, like our anonymous caller or like Jim from Mitchell, South Dakota, and you can be a part of this conversation with Father Kurt Farrell. We've got some time here for a few more questions 877-795-0122 so father have you been out ice fishing here this year i've never gone into ice fishing all that much okay all right so now trout fishing is um is that the same i i don't fish at all um and uh so i don't know the details but um trout fishing is um what's stream fishing stream fishing okay what's fl is fly fishing a part of that or not for trout that's what I like to do. It's it's a way of catching trout. It's it's more of a, sp a sport, okay, if you want to say. And uh, there's a lot of uh, technique to it. It's sure, a, it's a little more difficult. And um, yeah, it's I, I find it to be very relaxing and, and being out in nature and to to actually find it as a prayer form to be out in God's creation and mm. just recreating. That's what I like to do on my day off, just to be recreated by God's grace and and everything around. Beautiful, and, and you're so intentional about that for that term. I mean, we, we hear recreation, and you you just change the emphasis on that. We're recreating um, through God's grace our, our our lives and and our holiness and our closeness to God. That's a beautiful term. So thank you for that, Father. Um, and as we look at that, and you do it, there's really a rhythm to fly fishing, isn't there? I mean, there is. It's, yeah, it's uh, where uh, the the typical image of a, a a couple of guys getting together fishing uh, is on a boat, usually with a six pack, um, and or six pack each. Who knows how long they're out there? Um, always be responsible when boating, by the way. Uh, but but as you're out there, um, th I would imagine that that once you get the the rhythm and once you get that that sense, um, that there really is something very cathartic and and um, uh, and healthy about that pattern of fly fishing. Yeah, I always come back joyful and renewed and feeling good beautiful 877-795-0122 if you've got questions about fly fishing um, or trout fishing you can certainly ask those but if you've got questions about the faith um, father has been with us how long have you been ordained 20 years 20. yeah we 21 all right in june now and here's something that's interesting to me is here in the diocese of winona rochester 
um, we try and have priests ordained on the same feast day every year. Now, is that a recent tradition? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so 20 years ago, it wasn't necessarily the the thing. No. Um, and it, but it, it is. Uh, what is the current tradition um, that we? Tr- feast of the Sacred Heart. The Feast of the Sacred Heart, which is the Friday after uh, Pentecost, right? So, which means it's a moving holiday anyway. So we can't pin down and say that all priests now in the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, will be ordained on June 15th or whatever it might be. Um, it moves a little bit. But uh, nice to have that shared. And But most priestly ordinations, I would say, uh, the most um, in the United States are summertime ordinations. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Yeah. So, And that's another thing, folks. If you are listening right now and wondering uh, when's a good time to buy your your priest a, a fishing rod or a fishing boat... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like Father Kurt doesn't need a fishing boat, though. He's going to do his uh, fishing in the stream. Um, but, you know, priestly ordinations. Uh, right around Father's Day is a great time, too, because priests are our fathers here. Um, but please be a part of this conversation. 877-795-0122. 877-795-0122. We encourage you to be a part of this conversation. And... Um, and I'm just looking through the news headlines to see if anything's jumping I- into my eye. Um, nothing other than uh, the Trump uh, um, State of the Union, a wonderful conversation um, that uh, we've had about that. Father Kurt, anything else on your heart that we should be talking about? That you'd like your parishioners to be talking about or all of us to be thinking of? Nothing comes to mind right off, I guess. Okay. That's fair enough. Um, and if you are wondering, if you've got any question, regardless of what it is about the faith, um, give us a call, 877-795-0122, 877-795, and you can be a part of this conversation. I guess there's a few things I'd like to plug. You know, we yeah. have a, Thank a you. Pathways Tech coming up in two weeks. Um, I think they'll be really exciting. Great. The, uh, tech is an encounter with Christ in mm-hmm. these three days where you get to spend alone with with God, with a bunch of other people, and right, uh, I think uh, it'd be r- really worth you know, people's time to check that out. You know, and the the acronym has been modified a little bit. Uh, tech once was Teens Encountering Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, many dioceses, many areas have adjusted that to say Together Encountering Christ. Um, is this intended for teens? The the tech that's coming up in this area? Uh, it's it's for anyone. So I think okay. it's, it certainly is together. But um, I, I, you know, we really certainly want to invite our young people because I think they're the ones that probably need it the most you know it's a it's a hard it's hard out there there's just a lot a lot of um, voices that are just very negative Mm -hmm. and very rarely do do our young people hear the voice that they're good they're loved they're they're cared for just as they are they don't have to put in any airs they don't have to there's nothing that they have to do to win God's love and I think that that's a message that we have to continue to pound. In fact, let's repeat that. There's nothing that anyone has to do, and especially our youth. Um, there's nothing that they have to do to win God's love. Um, God loves them. God loves yeah, all God of us. Won and, and, you and, know, God yeah. won them. God won them by his son Jesus and his, you know, the blood that he shed for us. So, That's great. So um, you can look up information online, I'm sure, um, for the opportunity to participate in that tech retreat um, or that tech weekend. um, And that's coming up. Usually it's on a four-day weekend. I think it involves Monday um, as well. So do you know the dates? Saturday, Sunday, Monday. This week? uh, No, uh, President's Weekend. So not this weekend, but the following. 
And if people want to register through that, is that through the diocese? Through yep. the diocese. Okay. So um, we want to thank all the folks that have called in um, and been a part of the conversa- conversation. Anything else, Father Kurt, that you'd like to tell us to be a part of? Just continue to put Jesus Christ first in your life and uh, give him the glory and the honor. Amen. Well, thank you so much. And uh, we've got a lot more coming up. This is just the first half of the show. But um, we want to thank all those who are a part of the conversation this morning. And, um, you know, straight talk happens every day. Uh, But we're going to step away for a couple minutes. And coming up, we'll talk about how we can listen to God's voice, pray for others, and bear true witness. Um, Coming up right here on Real Presence Live. (laughs) 